You're listening to Winning in the Kingdom Show with your host, number one best-selling international author, teacher, speaker, and businesswoman, Makia Waller. We are discussing how kingdom women win with the Word of God. Join us every Friday for the latest, where we will be discussing how you can receive total victory in all areas of your life. Now, here's your host, Makia Waller. Hello, everyone. This is Milky Way. I'm super excited. Today is the day that the Lord has made, and we shall rejoice and be glad in it. Hey, you know what? You are on the Winning in the Kingdom podcast where kingdom women win. And today I have Asha Cannon with me. Woo! Welcome, welcome, welcome to Winning in the Kingdom where kingdom women win podcast. We are super excited to have you here. And she is just a beautiful person. She has a beautiful spirit. Y'all, I'm with a woman, a kingdom woman that wins every day. She is pushing toward her purpose. She is walking in destiny and we are winning. We are winning. All we do is win, win, win. That's right. So Asha, I just want you to tell me a little bit about yourself. Um, Tell me, who is Asha? By the way, that's a beautiful name. Thank you. My father actually uh, named me. Um, everyone else has regular names. I have a sister named Kim and I have a brother named Darren and Mel. And my father said, nope, I want to name her. And so Asha actually means life. Ooh, so okay. um, who is Asha? That's funny. You ask because that's a question that most people don't know how to answer without talking about their titles. So the first thing they want to tell you is that they're a mother, they're a business owner, but we rarely forget that we are children of God. So Mm -hmm. I am a child of God. Amen. 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 That's going to always be my first answer. That's my creator. And I give him praise. Everything you said, I thank God for you even acknowledging that. Yes, ma'am. So Asha is an author. Okay. (laughs) She's not only an author, but she has, she runs several businesses. And actually she created a t-shirt for Kingdom Women Win. It's called Elevate Her and it's beautiful. She designed it, y'all. You're going to have to get you one. But she actually wrote a book. Her book is called Journaling Through the Dimension of Love for the Sake of Love. Tell us what that book is about. So that book actually started out, it was a journal that my husband bought me uh, for Valentine's because Mm -hmm. that's what I do. I love to write. But this journal was different. So with this journal, um, which actually turned into a book, I said I wasn't going to write the same way this time. Uh, If you ever go back and look at your journals from the past, sometimes you realize you're just venting. Sometimes you're just randomly writing. Mm -hmm. This time I was like, I'm going to be solution oriented. Mm -hmm. I'm going to seek the word Mm -hmm. in what was going on in my life. I literally took this journal and whatever issue I had, I applied the word to it. If it caused me to fast, I fasted and I wrote the results of it. Um, And literally the journal became a book about how God reconciled our love relationship. Ooh, I love it. (laughs) So all these years I have, I've been married before and divorced. Wow. And, you know, my parents uh, did not have the best relationship. They got divorced. And so my, my views of love was skewed. And most of us, you know, we, we have a, a default vision of what love is. Okay. But love is not really a feeling. It's a who. 
So in my book, that's right. Oh, love is a who, ladies. Love is a who. And so if you're searching for love, the Bible says God is love. So when I say all for the sake of love, I break down the dysfunction of what we do for love, not knowing that God is love. So if you're ever looking for love in any other manner, it's not going to be the true version of love. So I am very open and transparent about some of the things that I did and how I reacted and who I was for the sake of love, not knowing it wasn't really for love. But when I began to seek out more about who God was, his characteristics, how he really loved us. And I mean, it began to shape and transform all my relationships, my relationship yes. with my children, mm-hmm. how I looked at other people, how yes. I did ministry, mm-hmm. my husband, yes. <laughs> you okay. know, my mm-hmm. everything about that. And it, it was just so explosive in my life. Until one day, I literally was on the floor like, I am a wreck. I am wrecked. God wrecked me. Mm-hmm. And that feeling was so amazing. Like yeah. when you see people have these experiences, they're like, oh my God, God loves me. I was able to finally have that experience. And ever since then, it's just love is love is good. <laughs> so would you have, would you say that you had to make a decision to really Go for that love. And you, like you said, you had to know where that love came from right. and it came from God. So you had to receive God's love in order to give That's the it. love out in return to mm-hmm. everybody that was, um, I guess, attached to you. Yep. I had to fall out of love to fall in love. I love it. <laughs> so what yeah. we consider love, I had to fall out of all those concepts, all those dysfunctions. All those mechanisms, all those ways that we create them, walls, mm-hmm. I had to fall out of that to yeah. fall in love and to receive it. So, you know, that's what I'm thinking about when we talk about Elevate Her with Kingdom Women Win. Mm-hmm. You know, we're doing um, a conference June 26th and it's called Elevate Her. Mm-hmm. And in order to be elevated, you've got to leave something behind (laughs) to rise to that yes in order to move to your next yeah so that's what I hear you saying you had to let go of those past hurts Mm -hmm. those pains those just those disappointments and you were you had to be able to see something different absolutely in order to actually move to your next Mm -hmm. that is such a beautiful thing and you look happy I am Awesome. <laughs> I am. <laughs> so, Miss Cannon, mm-hmm. okay, what is your background as far as your career? Okay, so I can give you the educated version of okay. who I am um, because <laughs> I used to think that it didn't matter once I left my job and I stepped out on faith, but it did. God uses everything. Mm-hmm, um, but initially, I have a bachelor's in psychology. Mm-hmm. I have a master's in curriculum and instruction. And then I have a master's in business management. I have a specialist in curriculum and instruction. So it's we have something teacher. in common. Yes. <laughs> like literally, I was so fascinated with people. Mm-hmm. Um, I initially wanted to be a lawyer. But uh, a college professor broke me down. (laughs) I was like, I hate law. (laughs) But it was um, when I realized that one day you may have to get someone off that really did something wrong. That as you know, if they hired you, you are their lawyer. You had to still do your job. And that broke me. I was like, oh, gosh, no, I don't, you know. So we have somebody here that's sitting before us that's not going to go against her values yes. for 
for a little cash. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. And so um, after that, I really became focused on people. Why people do what they do. You know, um, what makes people just people, mm-hmm. you know? And so that's where I fell in love with psychology. I took the course just randomly taking an extra course Mm -hmm. and um, I switched, I switched over to psychology. And then after that, it was like um, my master's in curriculum instruction. I want to learn how to talk to people, Mm -hmm. how to teach people because communication is a beast within itself, but it is so important that if you do not know how to communicate, Oh my gosh, (laughs) it makes things so hard. So Mm -hmm. wanting to learn how to, to teach people. And then the business part came into um, wanting to know how to like market to people, how to sell to people, how to meet the needs of people, not knowing that it was going to be something that I was literally going to use. So. so when you got your education, you didn't know you were going to be opening your businesses? No, not at all. I was um, on track. I was a federal employee. <laughs> Great benefits. <laughs> that was not my goal. Wow. <laughs> I wanted to find a secure job and then uh, retire. So, okay, you were in a secure job, mm-hmm. working for the IRS, making good money. Yeah. And what happened? God happened. <laughs> God came in and wrecked his stuff. plans. You know, you tell him your plans and he laughs. And he said, okay, great. That's cute. Um, literally, um, and I'll make this as short as possible. I was in a relationship. I was married at the time to my ex-husband, but we had everything. Um, we were going to church, you know, uh, I was on the dance ministry there at that church, but I was going through the motions of life, mm-hmm. you know, and I remember one day being in church and I looked up and there were people around me. Literally, I, I lost my hearing, mm-hmm. but I saw something. I saw people around me with their hands raised. It was one woman. She had her. She was crying mm-hmm. and she had this joy. Now, this woman, I know for a fact she had just lost her home. Mm-hmm. But the joy on her face and the tears, like she was crying out. I saw another person and they had their head bowed and they were just in just in this place. And it was so weird. I was looking across the room and I thought I was like, I cannot hear. And it was at the point when the room was elevated. Right. But God was highlighting me, uh, people. And I remember being like, God is with them. Each and every person, he was with them all at the same time. And they were having this experience with God. I get chills every time I think about it. But they were having this experience with this God that I'm supposed to be worshiping. I'm like, God, I want that. And he said, thank you. Thank you. And I welcomed him in that day. That was the first day I welcomed God in. You know, Mm -hmm. um, we go to church. I was raised in church. But that day, I said, I want that. You, you know, had an encounter. I, yeah, like they, they had an encounter. Their encounter made you have an encounter. That's why yes. it's important for us not to be looking around the church or looking at other people mm-hmm. because your praise yeah. can save someone else. That's it. And mm-hmm. it was just the way that they pray. And I knew, and I'm like, how are they praising? And, you know, it's, but they had a peace. It was something about their praise that ignited something in me. Mm-hmm. And after that, God began to speak to me. The Holy Spirit began to do this, do that, do this. And so me and my daughter would bake together. And uh, at the time, <laughs> it was weird. The more I wanted of God, it seemed like everything started falling apart. My marriage, 
my husband at the time was like, I lost his mind. <laughs> and you know, the, the crazy part moving forward, we are great now. We have a great blended family. But, <clears throat> excuse me, at that time, I was just like, you are losing it. So literally, my daughter and I would bake together. That was that was like my release. And uh, we were in the kitchen one day. And she said, Mom, we're just two ladies and a cake. And I was like, why did that stick out to me? And so moving forward, um, the stuff that we would bake, I just give to people, you know, here. Oh, my God, this is so good. You should do something with this. No, I'm good. This is just something I was doing. We're good. And then someone said, well, can you bake some cupcakes for my daughter's birthday? Do this little decoration. Okay. We do it. And eventually that was the birth. And you'd have to get the book. (laughs) But that was the birth of Two Ladies in a Cake. That was the birth of a faith walk where I literally did something that did not require my education, which I relied on. I relied on strongly being an educated woman, you know, um, but God said, I can do anything I want in your life, mm-hmm. not with the the tools and all the qualifications you think. I'm going to do something you didn't even go to school for. And eventually I ended up leaving my job. Wow. So your baking company calls you to leave your job? Yes. So it had to be doing very well? Yes. It was actually the year that I left. <laughs> I was, uh, people at my job would say, you're not going to be here for long. And it's just like, what? <laughs> Why would you say that? And and I would, you know, bake stuff for them and things like that. And, and they're like, yeah, you're not going to be here for long. And that very year where I fasted because I kept hearing it, I couldn't sleep. God, people were like, God has something bigger for you. It's not going to be through. I mean, prophetic words, everything. And I'm just like, I don't want that prophetic word. <laughs> Let's get back to talking about stuff. But they literally, it was like the more I baked, the more that became the prevalent part of my life. Wow. And it provided healing. It provided, it was something about it. And um. I was just on the whim. I was like, I'm, I'm going to become a legalized company. You know, mm-hmm. I'm going to do this. Wow. Funny thing in Georgia that year, they have something called cottage food license. That was the first year it got approved in Georgia. It had been in all the other states that year. Wow. Was got, look at God. Got my first license mm-hmm. to do it from home. Okay. No biggie. You know, I'm like, okay, I'll just do this on the side. My husband at the time, he loved the money that was coming in, but he hated the thought of uh, the time it was taken away and, and things like that. And I was like, well, you know, I could just do it full time. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. And I was like, well, God keeps telling me that I, I'm going to leave my job. I believe that it was to do this. Also, that year <laughs> was the first year the government shut down. I don't know if you remember that. Oh, wow. But the government God actually just shut down. you totally out there. Wow. And so all my coworkers, and that first time they were not doing the unemployment. Mm-hmm. So the very first time that the government shut down, I remember one of my friends calling me and saying, look, if you don't step out on faith, you're over here causing people to not have work because God is shutting down the government for you. <laughs> and I was like, he's that type of God, you know? Yes. And literally the end of that year, I realized, how did I sustain? Mm-hmm. And it was literally my baking business that brought in the extra income. Wow. That is such a beautiful story. When I yeah. tell you the faith walk that you're walking, that you have walked out, that is 
such an awesome story. You are definitely walking in purpose. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm super excited about you baking miracle. My my four-year-old, <laughs> she'll be four in a couple of days. Yeah. Super excited about you baking her a cake. Yeah. Um, yeah, y'all. Y'all need to go out and support your local um, business owners, the yes. people that you know in your church, in your community, go out and support them. Hey, support Asha Cannon here. Go out and get her book. If you um, are listening and you, you know, you can connect with her on Facebook. Yes. Can you tell us how to connect with you on Facebook? There's a couple of avenues. So if you're interested in the love story, um, my author page is author Asha Cannon and that's A-S-H-A. I tell people it's like Tasha without the T. Mm-hmm. So it's Asha Cannon, author Asha Cannon. Then if you want to support uh, my baking business, which I am opening up another location in McDonough. <laughs> so we're in the middle of that, another faith walk. <laughs> yes. That business is Two Ladies in a Cake. And there's the number two, which is how me and my daughter started. Just Two that. Ladies in a Cake. And yeah. so we always name it 2LC Bakery. When we open up a location, but it's two ladies in the cake. So tell us about the locations again. Mm-hmm. Where are your where are you located? Okay, so my initial location was in America's Georgia, which is my hometown. Mm-hmm. So we are relocating that one here to McDonough. Awesome. And that will be downtown McDonough. And so we're anticipating opening end of June, maybe beginning July. Awesome. Contract work is a beast. Awesome, awesome. <laughs> that is so fabulous. Yes. Congratulations. Yes. yes. Awesome. Something I would have never imagined, but wow! Look at look at God. You know, God can take you off of a um, an ordinary position, um, a stable position, a great position. Did you like your job at the IRS? I'm good at it because I'm good at numbers. So she here she was. She was comfortable in her job, mm-hmm. and um, you heard the story. But you see how God. You can be doing a good thing, but it's not a God thing. And how, you know, if you just put one step in front of the other and you just have faith, how God can actually change your life. See, Asha was telling us about she was actually in a transition. She was getting a divorce or in a relationship, in a marriage, and it wasn't supporting her as to where she was going. Mm-hmm. And so she, within that process, she lost, she left her job. Lost <laughs> she, the marriage. She lost the marriage. <laughs> lost the house. But here, and lost the house. <laughs> and here she sits. Yes. Walking in victory. Yeah. And I do want to say this. I don't promote divorce, but I will say this is one part that people don't ever consider that you should always consider God when choosing your spouse. And so it, I, I will be honest to say that my that marriage was not a God ordained marriage. You know, we got married because we just thought it was the right thing to do or, or what, but we it was not something uh, that we really considered to be a God ordained marriage. Mm-hmm. So, you know, before I can even begin to talk about divorce, I have to be honest. And that's one thing I talk about in my book that marriage is is a honest commitment. That's a godly commitment. How dare you do it without God? Amen. But what ended up happening was I did not have the support from my spouse because what God wanted to do in my life, my marriage, you know, the person I married would have never uh, 
Yeah. Wanted that. You understand? Exactly. So I don't I want do to understand. push people. To no, no, no. You're not going to. Yeah. Yeah. That's your story. Yeah. Yeah. You have to be able to stand on your story mm-hmm. and not stand in it. Yeah. And definitely, definitely we're not promoting yeah. divorce. Yes. Yeah. So I have to tell because people. Because we want to make sure that, yeah. you know, of that, yeah. that we're not. But if. You know, sometimes people are in abusive relationships. Absolutely. They're in relationships where yeah. they're, you know, it's just not working out. Yeah. And but you have to she's a testimony yeah. of you can get through whatever if you're in a situation, you can get through it and come out on the other side. That's right. And that the, my book does talk about talk about the restoration that God did even with me being currently married, the spouse that I have now, he supports me 100%. And so God, in in my love walk with God, he restored everything I lost. Amen. You know, so that's also in the book as well. Amen. Mm-hmm. I'm, we, y'all, we got to go get that book. Because <laughs> we're all looking for love. We're looking for Absolutely. love. And even if you're married and um, you can... You know, marriage is a constant leaving the old and walking in the new. You have to continue to grow. So the book, Asha's book, it will teach you those steps on how to actually shed the old and walk in the new, no matter where you are, Mm -hmm. married or divorced. Or single. single, Or single. Mm -hmm. Yes. So we're going to go ahead and kind of wrap this up a little bit. Mm -hmm. But I did want to know. What I know you talked about having a blended family. Yes. What is your secret sauce to oh, holding child. your blended family together? <laughs> prayer. Prayer, 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 prayer. Yes. Uh, fasting and praying. Uh-huh. Do you have any like um baby mama, ex-wife yeah. drama okay, going the, on? Here's the weird thing about our blended family. So we only have one that we're still working on. And that's why I say all one. the rest we, of them are grown. We do birthdays together. We do celebrations together. Go to my page. You'll see my husband and my ex-husband are out there teaching the boys how to play basketball. They put the trampolines up together. Um, I just did shirts for my husband's, one of, you know, his mother's, uh, what are you, his child's mother um, for her son's birthday party. We all are so much about the kids and the secret sauce to blended families. Dun, 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 is being number one reconciling because it takes two. I don't care what anybody says. It takes two as to how you got to that place. Okay, and yes, children came out of it. The beautiful thing was children came out of it. So it takes you being big enough. And I talk about that in my book. I had to apologize mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, he did some things, but I had to apologize for what I did too. Mm-hmm. Okay. To move out that bitter space, forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Forgiveness is a key factor yes. because um, you have to forgive yourself and you have to forgive your ex. Yes. Key, forgive yourself because a lot of women, they go through um, so much after they get a divorce and they can't look at, think about the possibility of reconciling. And it may not be to reconcile to get remarried to that person, but reconciling, forgiveness and and. Even if the other spouse doesn't receive it, you've done your part. Mm-hmm. So we live off of kingdom principles, right? Amen. And so even though the Bible talks about the divorce and things like that, there's kingdom principles to reconciliation. 
Right. Mm -hmm. And so, like you say, even if there was uh, reasons, grounds for divorce, abuse, things like that, in order to move forward in your new marriage, if God permits that you you new marriage or just the newness of life, you got to reconcile that past. So the the key to blended families is forgiveness. It's it's a lot of personal work. It's inner work. We always try to fix somebody else or or blame. No, it's personal work. Mm -hmm. And when you can become the best that you have and you have children involved, that's all that matters. You just Mm -hmm. want the best for the children. So the baby mama drama that we do have, (laughs) she's not healed. Mm -hmm. She's still bitter because uh, for her, I can imagine what it looks like is how can you be a good husband to her and you weren't to me? So my husband has apologized to her. We do uh, and we also have custody of the children, mm-hmm. which is also another dagger. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it makes it hard because now it seems like you're taking my children. and you, But we pray for her. We get the kids involved in praying for the spouses. You know, mm-hmm. we in our household, no matter what they may do, what they see is for on our end is love. Now, if we go in the room and we bit and we <laughs> like, I can't believe she did that, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. They don't see that. Right. What they see is us praying for her. What what it's about is raising them to be not circumstances of, of, of a divorce family situation. You understand mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So that's the, the sauce. And then God does the rest because one day we're going to be in victory when that breaks off of her life. Yes. We're going to be Amen. in victory about that. I think that's a great, great strategy yeah. to pray about the other spouse. Because that is all that will always be their their other parent. That's it. And um, yeah, and I think it's very important, like what you said about reconciliation. Mm. Because really, when you, I've always been taught you can forgive without recon, reconciling. Mm-hmm. But when there's children involved, you have to find some type of middle ground. Yes. And you got to figure out how to come together. And do the parties and and talk on a consistent basis and how to share the children Mm -hmm. peacefully without tearing them apart. Mm -hmm. So, man, I commend you guys on that. Yes, that is such an awesome thing. Love walk, but that's the walk that God wants us to walk. It is. It's, it's so easy to love who we want to love. Oh, so easy. It is. But you can't do ministry outside your home. And you got people right there in your home and around you. That you could do the best ministry with. Uh, yeah, ministry starts in the house. Starts in the house. So, okay, super, <laughs> super, super. One other question before we go. Mm-hmm. I want to know, what would you do if money was no option? If money was no option, I would use my, I think about the people in the Bible that money wasn't an option. So they use their gifts. Mm-hmm. They use their gifts. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's all you have. And I think about the woman who had just a little bit of flour, mm-hmm. a little bit of oil. And out of that, she just kept producing and kept producing and kept producing. And she was able to sustain off the little bit. Mm-hmm. So if money wasn't an option, I'd put faith in what God gave me, which is in essence what I have done because money became a non-factor. God said, when you follow me, Mm-hmm. Will you trust me? Mm-hmm. Will you have faith in me? Mm-hmm. I, his word says he provides, he owns everything. Yes. So if money isn't an option, it really isn't an option. Amen. 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 <laughs> but faith is. Faith is. <laughs> and you know, in my book, um, Prosperity, Prosperity, Belongs, yes. Prosperity Belongs to You, mm-hmm. I talk about that because money 
Mm-hmm. It's never, we'll never have enough money to actually Ooh. do a God's vision. Yes. When God gives you a vision, you cannot supply it with your money. <laughs> but right. your faith mm-hmm. is your currency. That's right. That's so right. your faith, however big your faith is. That's, that's your bank account. That's your bank account. Yes. yes. <laughs> Certified funds. That's what I call it. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So I'm super excited about what God is continuing to do yes. with your life. Awesome. Thank you so much for being our guest. I know somebody was touched by your testimony, your stories. Thank you for being transparent. Thank you. Y'all, I'm super excited. Y'all, go have a great day. Enjoy your um your weekend. Be blessed. Remember, God loves you and so do we. You've been listening to the Winning in the Kingdom podcast, where kingdom women win. Be sure to subscribe to us on YouTube, iTunes, or Google Play to get new, fresh weekly episodes. For more, please visit Makia Waller at makiawaller.com or kingdomwomenwin at kingdomwomenwin.com. We are also on Instagram and Facebook. Until next time, we have the victory. Let's win.